international communities of Greater Toronto. Opinions and views expressed here do not necessarily represent those of this station. Now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. On that other road 
of Nancy Griffith and as we do and have done yes. for uh, hard to believe now but six years since the passing of Eamon and uh, yeah that is from Claire to here of course yeah one beautiful of his favorites rendition. one of his favorites and a, a beautiful rendition of the song and uh, yeah it is hard to believe isn't it he's uh, his, his memory is still so um, it's still all so vivid right it is indeed so, yeah, I'm yeah. sure it doesn't matter what event we're at his name Always comes up, always doesn't comes it? Up. Yeah. Always comes There's up. Always a story. Always a story. Yeah, so maybe we we'd be lucky enough to be remembered that way ourselves. So that's oh it. My goodness. Left quite a legacy behind him. That is it? for sure. That yeah. is for sure. So we do remember him. Uh, yesterday was the day, but uh, mm-hmm. of course this is the show, so we uh, we send that out there, and hopefully he's still listening in from up above with that oh. growing population. Absolutely. Of uh, <laughs> of Irish people up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in fact, we need to add one on to it. We had a note from Maureen Mulvey, and uh, she wanted us to pass on that uh, Patsy Fagan has uh, passed away. So may he rest in peace there. There'll be a service at the Simple Alternative Funeral Centre, and that's at 1057 on Brock Road in Pickering, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Patsy was from Belfast, and he's the husband of Francis Nee Kerr, the brother of Malachy and the nephew of Ferguson from the uh, the Irish Rovers. And a lot of people may remember him as he did work at the Windsor House in Toronto for many years. And that service will be at noon. So once again, that's out there at the Simple Alternative Funeral Centre in uh, Pickering on Brock Street there. Good man. Very good. Right. Right. So, so there we go. It's a new year. Happy New Year, listeners. Happy New Year to you, uh, too, happy Ken. New year and to happy you, New Year to all of our listeners. Absolutely. And um, did you make any... Um, did make any strange um, new resolutions for the year, no? No, sure, what's the point? Should it be by the third or fourth day to be broken? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Depends what they are, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. No, I didn't. I, I don't generally get into any of that uh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yourself? Uh, no, no, not yet. I try to be a better person, you know. I, that the one was always <laughs> top of the list. You're you know? amazing already, Kenny. <laughs> That's hard to top, right? So yeah. we'll see how the year goes. Hopefully it'll be a good one. 2019, imagine. 2019, it's incredible. The last teen years that we'll ever see. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ah, now, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Imagine that. It's hard to believe that uh, 1999 is 20 years ago. Think about that. Yeah, I remember. The world was going to come to an end, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was the Y2K. I mean, it it seems like it was yesterday. My gosh. It's incredible. Absolutely. How the years do fly by. Yeah. Anyway, looking forward to it. And uh, hopefully it'll be a great year for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's hope. 
And uh, speaking of the new year, we got some action now. GEA preseason stuff, the McGrath Cup, Dr. McKenna Cup, FBD League, and O'Byrne Cup oh, are all. A bunch of them going on. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. games today. Do you have games. anything? I do, yeah. There's a, a couple of full time results in in the O'Byrne Cup. Uh, those are the only ones I have at the moment. Um, and Loud and Longford were playing each other um, up in Longford, and that game ended up in a draw, 116 to 116. And um, Meath uh, were taken on Wexford, and they ran out handy winners, one goal and 20 points to Wicklow's, sorry, to Wexford's, one goal and 13. That's 120 to 113. And then the Munster champion, the Munster League Championship there, Tipperary, have defeated Kerry 420 to 114. So a convincing win there for the Tip Hurlers in that game as well. Very good. Well, and, uh, later on today, Leash are taking on Wicklow. Oh, right. be the Lord Hokey. Tilt with the huh? Garden County. Okay. Yeah. How do you reckon? Um, uh, we generally would have their number now. Right. It would be a bad Handy. Um, outcome okay. if, if we lost. Although we did lose to Wexford already this year. He's doing a lot of old... Um, He's, he's doing a lot of trick acting with the team right now. He's trying to... This is your new, new man. Fellas. He's, our, he's our new man. Well, no, no. He, he, the, the, the hurling fella is the new man. The the footballer was there. La- the football ma- coach was there last year. John Sugru, Kerry man. Oh right, but, yes. Um, yeah. uh, he'd be after getting to the Leinster final last year. Now they'd be they'd be hoping that they can uh, repeat Improve that. Improve anyway. on that yeah. at least. What do you reckon? They avoid the dubs anyway until they get to the final. So that's the main. I see thing. that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. 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 See what happens. That's a long way into the future now. It is. Yeah. And. Um, Life with James Horn starts for Mayo as they take on yes. Leitrim as well. Uh, yeah. Very interesting to see how he goes about his business up there. But there's always high expectations uh, in the county and, of course, from Mayo people all over the world, right? Indeed. Could this be the year? That's Could it, it be? Yeah. Another question mark <laughs> lies ahead, you know? That's it. Will this be the one, 2019? Yeah. They've waited a long time. Yeah, they have. They yeah, have. God love them. And... Um, a big shout out to young um, Mississauga native there, Bianca Andrescu, who has reached the tennis final in Auckland. She Very is unseeded. Good. She had to qualify for the tournament and uh, she has beaten uh, Venus Williams. Um, she's beaten um, Rory McElroy's ex uh, oh, there, Wozniacki. Or Wozniacki, Wozniacki or whatever And she's is, got yeah. through all the way to the final now. Oh and my she'll goodness. she'll be playing in the final against a the second seeded German girl. And that'll be at one thirty in the morning, of course. Too many Canadians up watching that one, but uh, keep an eye on the result of that tomorrow morning. That's incredible. Bianca Andrescu. So, um, yeah, move over, Eugenie Bouchard. There's a new oh there's a new girl on the block there, and she's only 18 years of age and very, very powerful young woman. I watched some of the, hella- some of the highlights of the semi-final there before I left. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And a couple of big tilts in uh, provincial rugby anyway, in the Pro 14, Leinster and Ulster. Yeah. There's a meeting today at a quarter past 12, uh, our time here, and uh, two young sides will be going out at that. Now, there's not there's a lot of lads uh, rested up. Brooding lads, yeah. Yeah, and then Connacht and Munster go at it around uh, half two, and that will be a good clash there at the sports ground. Sold out, it is a tilt of the two top teams in Pool B in the Pro 14, so... Lovely. That should be a good one. Looking forward to watching that. Good. It's good. on that yoke we have, you know. That yoke. Yeah. Yeah. We won't give them any advertising now. No, no, we guess won't. Guess what it is. We'll have to charge you for that, though. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, sure, look, it. we'll kick on with a bit of yeah, music here and then we can come back and chat. We do have a, a, an interview today, a caller who uh, has written a book on Corktown. The History of a Toronto Neighbourhood and the People Who Made It. Carolina Lemos is going to give us a ring a little bit later. And a fascinating book, folks, and those who uh, are familiar, obviously, in Toronto with that. 
uh, might like to uh, to hear. And you brought in a copy it. of it with you today and everything. Indeed, yeah. With little yellow markers on it oh, and everything. Oh, look at you spotting stuff, huh? huh? That's Isn't that brilliant. amazing now? You've read it. I have, of course, read it. Come yeah. on. Well, yeah. now you pick these things up, you have to read them. Yeah? <laughs> it's good pictures in it, though. You might like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, uh, this one we've played a good while ago now, and uh, I was out one, one of the nights, and someone said, that was a great song you played. And uh, it's Rory Gallagher and the Dubliners, and it's uh, Barley and the Grape, and I hope too many people didn't have too much of the Barley and Grape and mixed it up. Here we go.
blows and the dice and rolls till dawn. John Shin. Lovely stuff. Well, it is that time to go up to Ottawa and get the news from Desmond Devoy. Good morning, Desmond, and a very happy new year to you and your family. Thank you so very much for that, Ken, and a very merry, uh, very happy new year to you and to you two guys down there. And good morning, folks. Desmond Devoy here with the news from Ireland, the first newscast of 2019. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Here are the top stories that are making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. Two little girls are left to start the new year without their mother this week after an alleged domestic incident turned deadly early on Friday morning in a village in County Donegal. The Irish Independent reports that a woman identified locally as Jasmine McMonagall was found dead in Killy Gordon from suspected knife wounds at the home she shared with her partner. The 27-year-old mother of two had contacted Gardaí just minutes before to report a domestic disturbance at 4.20 a.m. However, Gardaí were refused entry to the house at 4.47 a.m. and an altercation ensued and a Gardaí was attacked. The decision was made to call in the Garda Regional Response Unit who later stormed the house. A man who was known to the woman was arrested at the house at around 7.30 and taken to the Letterkenny Garda station. He was given medical attention before being interviewed. Her daughters, aged seven and one, were taken from the house unhurt and are now staying with relatives. If you are experiencing domestic abuse or want help for a person in your life who is, our Toronto listeners can call the Assault Women's Helpline at 416-863-0511. If you are outside of the 416 area code, you can call 1-866-863-0511. Our Calgary listeners can call the Calgary Women's Emergency Shelter at 403 290 In medical news this morning, the crown for Ireland's first New Year's Day baby was decided by a single second. Baby Maeve was Ireland's first baby of 2019, arriving at just three seconds after midnight at Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital in Drogheda, County Louth, according to the Irish Examiner. She is the first-born child of Mother Michelle Montague and Dad Simon Cox from Trim, County Meath, weighing in at 7.4 pounds. 
To the south, just one second behind her, was Amelia O'Brien, who entered the world at four seconds past midnight. She weighed exactly seven pounds at birth and was delivered at the Coombe Maternity Hospital in Dublin to parents Leanne Farrell and Alan O'Brien. Meanwhile, Northern Ireland's first New Year's baby was delivered at the Craig Avon Area Hospital in Portadown, County Armagh, at 12.35 a.m. to Mother Gillian Weir and Father Trevor. The unnamed baby boy was weighed in at 7 pounds 10 ounces. Interestingly, father and son share the same January 1st birthday, according to the Southern Health and Social Care Trust website. In other health news this morning, full abortion services arrived in Ireland on New Year's Day, but according to the Irish Times, four counties still do not have access to abortion providers. Not a single general practitioner in counties Sligo, Leitrim, Carlow and Offaly have signed up for the new service. The Guardian reports that most of the state's 19 maternity units are expected to start offering abortion services within weeks. About 20 women were said to have sought terminations on Wednesday alone, the first working day of the service, which will see general practitioners provide abortions to women up to nine weeks, while hospitals can perform terminations up to 12 weeks. Already, anti-abortion groups did not wait long to begin picketing outside of abortion providers' offices. Half a dozen pro-life protesters held placards outside of the Galvia West Medical Centre in Galway City on Thursday to deter women seeking abortion pills. Pro-life groups want to see pro-choice groups rather want to see the establishment of exclusion zones to prevent protests protests gathering immediately outside of abortion service clinics, as was recently done in Ontario. In our local news matters segment this week, we head southwest to the province of Munster. The Limerick Leader is reporting on a county Kerry man who avoided jail time after burning abusive messages onto the lawn of his ex-mistress. Brendan O'Connor, 47, a father of three, used weed killer to write a hateful message on a Limerick city lawn in 2016. He pled guilty to criminal damage and harassment this week. Judge Tom O'Donnell heard that O'Connor also made abusive phone calls and left abusive and threatening messages written on the woman's car and house after their affair ended. O'Donnell imposed a suspended four-year prison sentence on O'Connor, calling the case, quote, appalling and frightening. The Irish Independent reports that Father Tom Ryan has had to ban homeless people from sleeping at the pro-cathedral, to ban homeless people, rather, from sleeping at the pro-cathedral of Saints Peter and Paul in Ennis, County Clare, after problems with drinking, smoking, and public urination, both outside and inside the church. Drinking and urinating inside a consecrated building is just not acceptable, said Father Ryan. Our church is a place of worship and needs to be respected. He said he knows many of the homeless people by name and that they are dealing with addiction issues and that they are still providing homeless services to them. The Cork Man reports on a very bittersweet death of a very brave little boy. Finn Doyle, seven, died peacefully at his home in Kildory, County Cork, shortly after midnight on New Year's Day, surrounded by family after a long battle with leukemia. He was diagnosed with blood cancer when he was only 18 months old. However, treatment, a remission, the cancer's return, and a bone marrow transplant failed to stop the disease. He was lucky to make it to his seventh birthday on August 22nd last year, so his mother, Emer, went online to ask people to send him a birthday card. Well, more than 12,300 birthday cards arrived from as far away as America, Australia, and South Africa. On his birthday, Finn got the thrill of his life when Fermoy Gardie, accompanied by the Mitchellstown fire engine, arrived at his home to present him with his own Garda uniform and a medal for being a superhero. Finally, in County Cork, the Evening Echo is reporting that Cork County officials 
were able to remove a 1.5-meter-long non-venomous California king snake from the beach. The Irish Coast Guard reported on Facebook account that the creature was not believed to oppose a danger to members of the public. The Coast Guard were able to have some fun with the story, writing that it was, quote, a slippery start to 2019, calling it, quote, time well serpent by the team. It's believed that the snake escaped from its owner. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week, the 1st of 2019. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Traveling to Ireland and Europe has never been easier with Aer Lingus's year-round direct service from Toronto to Dublin, with connections available for more than 10 Canadian cities to Dublin. Smart flies, Aer Lingus. Check them out online at www.airlingus.com. That's www.aerlingus.com. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with Kyo Legas Crack. So until next week, folks, Slan go foil. The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub at Atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416 815 7562. Right, well, there you go. There we go. Great to hear Desmond's voice. I'm sure it's. Um I'm sure it's uh, emotional for that young man. Uh, all the years that he worked with Eamon, and um, and uh, I know you uh, kind of before you went in there, you thanked him. But Desmond, we we thank you for your loyalty to us and to the show. And uh, I'm sure that every day that you do this, um, there isn't a moment that uh, every Saturday that you do, there isn't a moment that you don't think about Eamon. So it's not lost on us, my friend. And um, you know, keep 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 the flag flying. He's very proud of you. Indeed, indeed. In fact, Desmond was just telling us uh, off air there that he was uh, sitting in the same parking lot he was six years ago. Wow. Oh, so, boy. Uh, yeah, he's thinking oh. about Eamon. Uh, As he said, Eamon's still pulling the strings up there, you know, <laughs> that he would have him back there. So. No doubt, no doubt. That's all, uh, all very, uh, we very were, good with we, Desmond. We were doing our, our little sports blurb there, and uh, we didn't mention that... Um, all of the uh, the winners from last year's PGA Tour are over playing in Hawaii. Some beautiful uh, scenes out there. I watched mm-hmm. a little bit of it there last night. But uh, our man McElroy is three shots behind the leader. He's tied for second um, with uh, with a couple of other golfers. So he's off to a good start. When I was watching him play, and I would, I couldn't but think about how familiar it must be to play there to where he grew up playing golf. Right. And I'm um, and I look at how the the wind howling there and how he just seems to know how to play that. And um yeah, so it's incredible all the, the kind of the 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 shot making that was going on there. It was quite it was quite incredible. You could get really good visuals on low trajectory, high trajectory, having the wind do most of it. So anyway, it's just very I'm slightly sure warmer climate, maybe. And a slightly warmer yeah. climate. He wouldn't be wearing the wetsuit. He's doing it in a T-shirt. Yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, good. But, um, good yeah, to see him. Good. Hopefully, he can get off to a good start now. Yeah. Be I didn't realise he won a tournament last year, or did he win a tournament? Because he's he had there. had to, yeah. yeah. He must have had to. I can't to. remember which one it was now. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, 
This is the tournament of the champions, isn't it? This it one? is, yeah. So. so he must have won one York anyway. Good man. So good stuff. Good, good stuff. stuff. All right. Play what kind of, of tunes here. do you have lined up now? It's a bit of New Year stuff yeah. and a bit of bit of country fair and Lovely. whatnot, you know. Good mix, a mix, a good yeah. mix, you yeah. know. This fellow I think you liked though. Liverpoolian lad. Love Liverpool lads. Who is he? <laughs> All right, here we go. Well, mine was wonderful with you by my side. And when I open my eyes and I see your sweet face, it's a good morning, beautiful day. I couldn't see the light. I didn't know day from night. I had no reason to care. Since you've came along, well, I can face the dawn because I know you'll be there. That's what I think when I'm coming in here on a Saturday morning to see you. It is, good yeah. Morning, good morning, beautiful. Morning, beautiful. All right, I'll tell you, you've um, you've uh, you've got quite a few fans that you've just added to your list now playing that, playing that particular tune. Oh, well done, well, that's Nathan good. Carter. I think he's coming back here again soon. Now we'll have to get some information on that. Oh, we might get some tickets to give away then. That we would will. be good. We will. All right. Well, we said at the top of the show here we would have Carolina Lemos given us a call about her book and it is Corktown, the history of a Toronto neighbourhood and the people who made it. Fantastic. Carolina, you're very welcome to the show. How are things? Very well, thank you. 
Well, that's great. And now with a name like Carolina Lemos, there's no <laughs> there's no Irishness there, is there? No, there's not. There's not. Um, my first name actually comes from a soap opera. Oh, is that Spanish right? A soap opera. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know what the story is, and I've always wondered if it was um, uh, uh, something that ended happy or in a tragedy. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, you you've written this uh, this lovely book, and uh, I was able to go down and meet you and pick up a copy of it, and I've had a read of it, and it's fantastic. This neighborhood, Corktown, which many of our listeners in Toronto will be very familiar with Corktown. But uh, why did you go about writing this? What what inspired you? Well, initially, uh, I actually was, there was a lane behind where I lived. It wasn't, um, it had no name. So in order to identify it uh, to the city, because it was always hard, if, 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 uh, if there's a lane without a name, it's very difficult to describe people where it's located. I actually did the history. Uh, I, I became curious about the, the history of the name Corktown, and so I decided to name the lane Corktown, and I did some research for that. And then following that, I continued with more research for the history of where I actually live to get it listed on the city's um, inventory of heritage properties. So that was a little bit more research that I did. So it was little by little until my research accumulated and then people were asking me for information. And, you know, when I would go to the library, there was never a book that was on Corktown. There was books on Cabbage Town, Parkdale, different neighborhoods, but never on Corktown. So one time, one lady, uh, well, a a person called me, um, a couple of people called me, and they started to ask me about the history, and in one particular instance, someone said, oh, I don't think there's a history to Corktown. And by that time, I had a full box of research, and um, at some point, my husband says, well, if anyone's going to have to write a book, you're going to have to do it, because no one else has. So that's how I came about to write the book. Fair play to you. Yeah, no, it's a it's a lovely project, and as I say, it's a it's a wonderful book here. Great, uh, great history to it as well. Yeah, what are some of the standout stories for you? Well, you know, the the, the first standout story is that of William Francis Morrissey, uh, who actually, um, you know, unfortunately. Uh, his father died when he was at an early age, and the mother was left with around six children to support. And so the children took up odd jobs. He actually sold, uh, he was what was called a newsie, a, a boy who sold newspapers on street corners. And um, he always, um, he, in, through his story that I researched, he would, uh, he would like to see the horse races and uh, he always wondered on one day being on the other side, being able to have a horse. And so he entered uh, a horse um, that he named after a childhood friend, uh, and he called the horse Bunty, Bunty Lawless, and it won the King's Plate in 1938. Hmm. So that's one standout story. He went out to own a, a, a hotel um, on... Um, Young Street, uh, interest across from uh, the Masonic Temple, and um, it was called the Morrissey Tavern, I believe. And so that was one success story. And the other one was that of um, William Joseph O'Connor, who went on to be the Oarsman of America. And so those are kind of a couple of standout stories for me. 
Yeah, I, I enjoyed the uh, the O'Connor one indeed. Yeah, fascinating stuff. And he he also rode with um, Hanlon as well, right? Yes, a, yes, he did. And, and and the thing is, though, that at the end, just before he died, they both got to race together in a doubles race, and they won. Yeah, uh, Unfortunately, um, O'Connor died of typhoid fever uh, shortly after that. And, you know, I've always thought that uh, had he not died at a such early age, which was at the age of 30, um, I believe, I, I'm not sure if today we would have been speaking of Hanlon to be all that popular. I think he would have been some kind of uh, at the same level and popularity as Hanlon, because I think that uh, because of the Hanlon story being so popular, I think we've just forgotten uh, altogether about William uh, William Joseph O'Connor. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it is uh, how funny uh, history and life can uh, bring up its twists and turns, right? Yes. And the thing is, though, that his story came about because I was in St. Paul's Church on Power Street. And one day it was just so quiet that I started to read all the dedications on all the stained glass windows uh, and the people that it was dedicated to. And when I came across this one stained glass of St. Paul himself, it was dedicated to Oarsmen of America. And I thought, Ooh, what is the Norseman of America doing here in right. Toronto? <laughs> yeah, and lots so, of our listeners will be familiar with uh, St. Paul's Basilica, and um, next time they're in there, they can certainly look, if they've never seen that stained glass, they mm-hmm. can uh, take a look at it and uh, and refer it back here to your story in, the, in this wonderful book. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I believe, though, that if anything, for the moment, you know, my my, uh, my goal was to provide the community with a, a source of various stories to prove to them that, you know, that we do have a history, except that the history was scattered throughout many different, you know, other stories. And I had to pull together, you know, a moment in time in people's life when they yes. were in Corktown. And if anything, Corktown, Toronto is that that the only community, I mean, uh, people like to say um, Cabbage Town, you know, the Irish went over to Cabbage Town yes. to live when they left Corktown, they moved up. But, um, you know, if, if you're going to say Irish, I mean, it's going to have to be Corktown. Absolutely, with a name like that, there's no doubt. Yeah, with and a name, you know, we're the only, yeah, we, we and, and so uh, that is, <laughs> you, what, you can't get any more Irish than Corktown. Definitely not. It's interesting that you do make that comment about the history. You, you know, you talk to a lot of Canadians, you know, certainly when we emigrated out here, and a lot of people around Toronto say, ah, there's not really a history to Toronto. There's, you know, but there's so much history. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, we learned a lot with doing Ireland Park and, you know, St. Paul's and, and uh, you know, your own story here on Corktown. It's, uh, there's a fabulous history, and we just need to just dig a wee bit deeper, right? That's right, and, and I believe that there's going to be a lot more events coming up, especially with the, the Grosset Park coming up and the, the Ireland Foundation. And um, I think, you know, this will bring a lot more focus. And eventually I hope that when there is a, uh, a City of Toronto Museum, because I am quite involved in, in, in the community, uh, I hope that, you know, the, the Irish people, will have a section of their own. That, that's my wish. Mm-hmm. Very good. 
Coralina, it's Mark here. I, I, um, I saw in your bio that you had, um, and your, your accent gives a little bit of it away still. I don't know if that's good or bad news for you, but that you spent quite a number of years down in, uh, in New York. And I just uh, came back from New York. It was there in early uh, December. And um, mm-hmm. uh, did, did, um, did, did anything about living down there inspire you to do something like this? Because um, Manhattan in particular is notorious for its pockets of Irish history uh, the Four Corners, I believe, is one. But um, had you done something like this in New York as well, or did it have anything to do with the inspiration? Yeah, my my parents moved to New York when I was only one. So I was raised in New York, and I studied in New York. And I grew up around, uh, actually, where we we wound up living in my teens, when, right on 2nd Avenue. So mm-hmm. we always had the view of the Empire State Building. Yeah. And I, I pretty well... You know, my in my neighborhood, um, it was there was a big Irish um, uh, population there, um, and I did get to go to Catholic school, and that was around one corner. On around the other corner, there was the Sisters of Charity, and my experience with that, you know, I never really related to so-called history as much. But because we, uh, you know, we grew up, my mother, my parents didn't have very much money. Um, my mother always took me to museums uh, every weekend. I went to a different museum, and I think maybe that's what laid mm. down the foundation of being interested in history. Because I never thought of it as, as a, I never thought of myself as a person that was really history orientated. Mm-hmm. But I was always community orientated because I always volunteered within the community. Wonderful. So that's one thing that I was. That's so, great. So where can you get the book? Yeah, we tell us, uh, tell our listeners now where they can pick uh, a copy of your book up. Well, if they're interested in the book, for now we're, we still haven't been able to set up the the uh, online shopping, but they can send me an email. They can go to my website, www.corktownhistory.com, and they can just send me, uh, communicate with me through the form letter, and uh, I'll, I'll um, respond Perfect. to them. That's lovely. Good. Well, we really appreciate you coming on the show, Coralina. Thank you for yes, your, thank uh, you for your time. And yes. lovely to hear this story. So, uh, again, folks, it's Coralina Lemos and Corktown, the history of a Toronto neighbourhood and the people who made it. Well so, done. Uh, thank okay, you. Thank you very much. All the best. Thanks, Coralina. Bye-bye. Best of luck with it. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. There's a place in town where we all hang out Country girls cool when the boys get loud When the whistle blows, we're quiet the crowd When the sun sets, no one Friday From the pubs in Ireland to Tennessee The Maryland country to the hazel tree And every little town here in between Oh, we know how to party on Friday, oh. and the band plays on, and the beer it 
girls go and the boys get loud. When the whistle blows, we'll quiet the crowd. When the sun sets low on Friday. You know that song, do you? I do not know that song, Kenny. Doesn't ring any bells here at all, no? Doesn't ring any bells. Amazing. It's familiar to me. Is it, I yeah. think I've heard it before, but right, yeah. do tell. That's a fellow called Derek Ryan. Yeah. It's Friday. I came marching into your wedding to that song. Did you not did know not. that? Did huh? You did not. Huh? Did indeed, really? yeah. That was what's playing now when I came in. Yeah. We wouldn't have played that song. That's what I remember anyway. Oh, okay. These are the things. These are the little details you well, have to pay attention now to. Now I get it, huh? because I would have been still outside, right? Oh, so maybe that's right. <laughs> right, okay. Good one. <laughs> yeah. Good one, son. Wished. I knew you'd have an answer for it, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Very good. Derek Ryan, good man yourself. What's going on with you? Have you had, like, 2019? This must have been one of my New Year's Ken? resolutions. <laughs> <laughs> Country music, I love it. Don't I worry, folks. I'll get it back. Get I'll get it, back it straight. To One thing I know is not on here anyway. Yeah. Joe. Joe is not on it. <laughs> Joe was not in here. Yeah. No. I'll leave that to you. 2019, oh. it's all yours. Wasn't it all? I, I, don't, I know that um, I probably shouldn't say this because it, um, maybe you don't have any tunes, but Phil Linnett, uh, he, he died. It was his anniversary yeah. yesterday as That's well, right? right? Yeah. 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 I didn't realize it was in early January as well. Yeah. 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 I remember that. And, um, but I don't have any. Fill in it. I should have. Yeah, I had a included. couple there a few weeks ago. Yeah, in good anticipation man. of it. Fair play to you. Yeah, uh, he was a great man. I loved Deadly. his music. Yeah, yeah. brilliant, Br- brilliant writer. Listen, All right. is Geraldine Brown back in town? Oh, I wonder. I wonder, if she's, I wonder if she's down off her cloud yet. Don't forget that now, folks. That's going to be a big day out. <laughs> March the third. Yeah, Toronto Hilton. I'd say now to be tickets there. to be already gone for it almost. I'd say probably a sold out event. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be the fastest seller ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big shoes to fill, though. Yeah. Paddy himself. Yeah. And um, well, Paddy sold out fairly quickly as well, mind Indeed, you. Indeed, so. yeah. yeah. Well, we look forward to that day for sure. All right. Keep it going. When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, It's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home and not too far from home at 838 the Queensway in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms.
now arriving in Canada, Guinness Hop House 13, all the way from the Open Gate Brewery at St. James Gate in Dublin. Double hopped for a more flavourful lager, from the first sip to the crisp finish. Earning its name from the original Hop House 13 at St. James Gate. Available at select pubs and now arriving across Canada in 500ml cans. Guinness Hop House 13. More hops, more taste, more character. Alright, here we go with the first calendar for 2019. And tonight, if you don't have anything going on, you can find a little Christmas Cayley. That is Saturday here, and it is down at the Wayside Academy, St. Joseph's Parish Hall in Duro. The doors open at 7pm, music starts at half seven, and it'll go on till midnight. Dances will be called by Maureen Mulvey O'Leary. Tickets are $25 for adults, and students have a special rate of $15, and then even smaller fee. Even if you're under five, imagine, under five, going to your first Cayley, it's free. And you can buy a family ticket for $60, and you can do all of that at the door. Maureen also wants to uh, let you know that uh, some of the dancing classes are all starting back up again next week. Tuesday, January the 8th, set dancing classes are happening at Corktown Irish Pub. Imagine that. I was just talking about Corktown. But this one is down on Young Street 175, Young Street in Hamilton. Don't get confused by Corktown that we were just talking about. And you can give Anne Gorman McKinney a call at 905 549 9667 or Siobhan an email at com, and they sh- those sessions continue every Tuesday and Monday January the 14th dancing resumes at the Irish Club in Mississauga and on Wednesday the 15th dancing resumes at the Emerlisle Senior Centre on Danforth Avenue Saturday February the 2nd uh, from half seven on Kyoltus is organising a fundraising Cayley at the Dawes Road uh, Legion, that's down at Dawes Road and Danforth, east of Main Street and just south of Danforth there. And that's going to be in the name of Eileen, Eileen Scotty McLaren and Happy Moreau. And they're going to raise funds for palliative care. And you can make your donation at the door. There's a $10 minimum. And all the dances there will be called by Maureen Mulvey O'Leary as well. And you can give Maureen a call to get more information about this. 416-446-6993. All right, very good. And then we just talked about it, Mark. You just brought it up. And, of course, Geraldine Brown, who we hope is back in town at this stage now. But March the 3rd at the Toronto Hilton. The big luncheon will take place right after the, uh, the flag raising there at City Hall. And then one out, a little bit out further now into April, April 27th. St. Vincent's will be having their 60th anniversary. For them. anniversary. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And our, our friend, uh, the president of the GA, will be out for that one too. Very good. We'll have to get him back on yeah. the show. Get an get update on his oh plan yeah. that he rolled out on our show there. That's right. Although he's moved ahead now with quite a few a things. A few yokes, yeah, yeah, he yeah. has. So we'll see what happens. Hey, um, I wanted to let you know, I know there's another GA game on today. I wonder if these lads had pints on this game, but Carlo were playing awfully today in the oh, Warren Cup as well. Oh, the two boys. And Carlo defeated him by a point. Oof, 312 to 2.14. Also, a little bit of news. A good friend of, of ours, mm-hmm. um, yourself and myself, Brendan Marr. Oh, Brendan, come on. Sent man. me an old text during the week. Now, uh, this is kind of random. Right. But he did tell me that, um, you know, he comes from a town called Port Arlington, which is where yeah. my mum is from. And uh, Port Arlington is a border town. There's one side of a river in the town that's in Offaly. And he uh, told me that um, he has uh, he has two nephews that are both playing on the Offaly County team now. Um, uh, Anthony Cunningham and Peter Cunningham. 
And also he has a niece. Uh, her name is Lizzie. And her boyfriend, uh, Anton, is the captain of the Offaly team. My goodness. So look at this. Brendan oh, Marr from Leash. Fair play to him. And, 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 and the offsprings all aye. heading off over there over now to play for them lads. See a brighter future on the other side <laughs> of the river. Huh? <laughs> It's funny. I uh, my 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 mum was a little bit uh, like, of course, uh, leash not contending. You know, would she would be her second. She'd side. Well, yeah, she. Oh, yeah. she so she said she's you know she spent a lot of time in Offaly. She would right. say they have a football team in Leash, Port Arlington, and then across the river there's a football team, a senior, very good senior football team called Gracefield. Right. And they both they both sit in the town, but Gracefield is on the Offaly side, and Port Arlington is on the Leash side. Anyway, right. there you go. Oh, Shout good. out there. Very good. All right. Well, we play we a little bit of um, a little bit of traditional music here and uh, New Year's luck with uh, Eileen Hogan and Sheila Gary. Thank you. 
go. A little bit of trad music for those maybe heading out to the Cayley tonight. Get your dancing shoes on and away you go. All that's, right. That's your equivalent of my Joe, I think. That ah, diddly diddly stuff. You reckon? I love it. Yeah. Uh, the next fellow up is my, my equivalent to your Joe. Is he? Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think. But I do like the old bit of trad music. You know, it's good. It's important to be playing that stuff, you know. Good as well stuff. as Joe Dolan, of course. Huh? Why wouldn't it be? Joe's there you go. Best. First show of 2019 in, in the bag. In the bag, yeah. One song left to go. Well, so. Happy New Year, folks. And uh, Yes, may it be a good one. For, thanks for your loyalty. And uh, we'll con- continue to keep the flag flying here for as long as we can. Right, exactly. Kenny? Exactly. You better believe it, yeah. We'll be we'll stick at it for yeah. a while. All right. Good. Very good. All right, we'll go out here, even though it's not the Celtic New Year, but uh, Van Morrison singing Celtic New ah, Year. Yeah. All right. Good Why man. wouldn't we? All right, folks. Slant. We'll chat to you next week. See you next Talking on the telephone Crying on to you Getting out in your summer I got to see you Further on up the road You know I made it very clear I want you to come back Yeah, love Celtic New Year Love Celtic New Year Programming for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon.